Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This is Monitor, and I'm Skitch Henderson here in Radio Central, and tonight we'll bring you a concert that includes some of the finest music ever written played by the world's leading orchestras. Of course, we'll touch on other topics, too, and right now sit back and enjoy Groucho. Say, Fenneman, tell us, what's tonight's secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word is street, S-T-R-E-E-T. Really? You bet your life. National Broadcasting Company presents Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz show transcribed from Hollywood. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Well, here I am again, starting my 13th year of You Bet Your Life. And when we started, Fenneman was just a little boy in short pants. Now he's just a little boy in long pants. <laughs> George, tell him how much money is at stake tonight. Well, we're starting a new quiz tonight, and uh, each of our couples could win up to uh, $10,000. And if any of them say the secret word, they'll win an extra 100 bucks. And Groucho will meet our first couple in just a moment. The Red Cross is on the job when you need it. Now it's your turn. Jason and Harold Abbott are waiting to converse with you, so folks, come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide an extra $100. Pamela, Jason, and uh, Harold Abbott, huh? Pamela, may I call you Pam? Yes, of course. Good. Where are you from, Pam? I'm from Beverly Hills and originally from New York. Uh, married, I presume? Huh? Not at the moment. No. Well, were you married uh, 10 minutes ago? No. Are you uh, looking around? Well, no, not especially, but no. uh, not... if the right man comes along. Uh, exactly what should he be like? I mean, could you give us an approximation of what you're after? Well, I suppose he should be intelligent and and uh, a good provider and uh, a lot of fun and handsome. Sort of a Prince Charming on a white horse. No, shucks, Pam, you embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about me that way, oh shucks! <laughs> your now, your name is Harold Shucks. Uh, no, Harold. <laughs> Harold Abbott. Huh? Well, yes, Harold Abbott. Where are you from? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Born down in Webb City, down the southwest corner of the state. Are you married? Very, very much so. Yes. Are you happily uh, married? Very. 
Have you ever thought of consulting a good uh, psychologist about this uh, <laughs> unusual condition that you're in? <laughs> what sort of work do you do, Hal? I'm in charge of the Dale Carnegie courses out in the Middle West, in the six Middle Western states. What is that? Is that they give away libraries? Uh, no, that's the Andrew. No, Dale Carnegie wrote that wonderful book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and later on, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And the course is conducted in several hundred cities, practically every city of any size. And How'd you ever get involved in this kind of a tricky racket? Well, I spent the first uh, 38 years of my life with uh, an inferiority complex as big as this house, uh-huh. as big as a great big house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was afraid of most everyone. That wasn't a complex, that was a duplex. Uh, an apartment house, an apartment house, a good big apartment house. In what way do you feel in, did you feel inferior at the time? Well, I thought that everyone, that uh, if they had a bathroom in their home, they were better than I. No, they were just cleaner. (laughs) You're right there. No, I had a big round tub that I used. Yeah, you still have, I mean. (laughs) You should have seen it a year ago. Well, I'd like it. Could you bring it around sometime? Do you think many people suffer from inferiority complexes? Uh, yes, I believe I'm safe in saying, Groucho, that 90% of the people listening to this program right now, to some degree, have an inferiority complex. I don't think that's true. 90% of the people watching this program right now are sound asleep. <laughs> and the other 10 have turned off their sets. <laughs> what would you suggest I do to improve myself? Well, one of my favorite formulas is to start each morning by... Uh, uh, thinking pleasant thoughts and uh, uh, even going beyond that, saying a, giving a pleasant smile and saying a happy good morning to the first 15 people you meet, including your own family. Mm-hmm. The garbage man is in for a shock when I open the door and... <laughs> and, and, and kiss him good morning. Huh? He's going to crawl right back in his can. I want to ask you a question. If I meet 30 people the first day, could it be arranged so I don't have to meet anybody the next day? (laughs) Now, if you say so, tomorrow morning, I give a cheery hello to the first 15 people I meet. Including your own family. Oh, I couldn't do that. (laughs) I wouldn't get up at all in that case. I'll tell you, if I meet the first 15 people, by the time I get to number 16... He's going to wish he'd never been born. (laughs) Well, I hate to put an end to this conversation because it was very scientific. Let's see how much you two can win in the quiz. George, suppose you tell them how to play this, huh? Well, as you can see there... Are you playing with toys now? (laughs) No, this is uh, pretty important to these people. Uh, The box is divided into hundreds, two hundred, and three hundred dollar questions. Of course, the hundred dollar ones are fairly simple. The two hundred dollar ones are more difficult. And the three hundred dollar ones are pretty tough. Now, you get four questions. You get to keep all the money you win, and the object of the game is to earn at least $500, because if you do, you can come back at the end of the show and try for $10,000. So out of four questions, try to get a total of $500. Okay, you understand it? Right. Now, what uh, category did they select, George? Uh, professions of famous people, right? Mm. Yeah. All right, you pick, mm-hmm. Emma. Being conserved, mm-hmm. I'll start with 100. A 100? Mm-hmm. All right. Who was Paul, uh, what was Paul Gauguin's profession? G-A-U-G-U-I-N-S. Artist. Artist is right. You now have $100 and three more chances to make five. $200? $200? What was Franz Hals' profession? H-A-L-S. You pronounce it Hals or Hals? Hals, I think. Hals, huh? He was also an artist. That's true. He was also an artist. And you now have $300 and two more chances to make five. $300? 
this. Mahatma Gandhi was many things, but what was his actual profession originally? He was a teacher of religion, or a teacher, let us say. Well, I, not on this card. It says lawyer. There's a big difference between a lawyer and a teacher. If you want a divorce, you don't go to a teacher. You uh, still have uh, $300. But if you want to learn something, go to a lawyer. And one more chance to make five. Well, let's take this one right here. Looks like a good one. $200? 200 What was Vasco de Balboa's profession? Explorer. Explorer is absolutely and correct. you came in under the wire with $500, so we'll see you back here with a chance at uh, running your earnings into two, five, or $10,000. Congratulations. We'll see you later. Thank you, sir. That's French. In just a moment, our second couple will join Groucho to play You Bet Your Life. Bucharest, Belgrade, Ankara, Athens. Early in his career, NBC commentator Martin Nagronsky developed a first-hand acquaintance with the trouble spots of the world. From his first radio reports on the Russo-Finnish upheaval more than 18 years ago, through his tour of duty as correspondent in the Balkans, with the British Army in Libya under Japanese guns in Singapore, and on RAF bombing raids over Italy... Martin Nagronsky developed his gift for the acute and penetrating analysis of events that won for him the coveted George Foster Peabody Award for radio journalism. Martin Nagronsky is typical of the top NBC newsmen who broadcast News on the Hour. This is Chad Huntley inviting you to be with us as the news breaks on News on the Hour all day, every day, over most of these same NBC stations. Groucho, we have a couple of special guests whom I invited to come down and talk to you. They're, um... What do you mean by special guests? Aren't they all special? I think you better judge for yourself, really. Linda Cooper and Frank Hernandez, would you come in in your special way, please? Welcome to your Betulize. Say the secret word and divide an extra $100. Linda Cooper and uh, Frank uh, Hernandez. Glad to see you. Linda, I'll start with you. Where are you from? Uh, Ukiah, California. Are you married? Yes, to a very wonderful man. And Linda, I never ask a woman outright how old she is because I think it's rude. And it isn't polite, so I'll be sneaky about it. How old were you when you first got married? Sixteen. Sixteen. And how long have you been married to this wonderful man who's, <laughs> who's made you so happy? Four years. Let's see, you were sixteen, you got married. You got a pencil on you? <laughs> Oh, say, you must be about 20 years old, huh? See how easy it is to find out your age, Linda? No, Groucho, I'm 34. But it says 20 here. This is my third husband. Oh. <laughs> you've been married to your present husband four years. Mm-hmm. You're 34 years old, and you've been married three times. Is that right so far? Uh, no, Groucho, I've been uh, married four times. This is my third husband. <clears throat> you've been married four times? <laughs> Linda, how could you have three husbands and still be married four times? I married um, my third husband twice, my second husband twice. Well, do you have any children? Eight children. Eight children, Mm -hmm. three husbands, four marriages, and you're 34. (laughs) If life begins at 40, you've certainly got some interesting years ahead of you. (laughs) 
You must be Frank Hernandez, huh? Yes, I am. Do you approve of people getting married four times, Frank? Yes, sir. Why, why is that? Because I've been married four times myself. <laughs> Between the two of you, you've been married eight times, huh? That's yeah. some sort of a record, even for this show. <laughs> where, where are you from? I am from Cartage, New Mexico, but right now I live in North Central at the 182 Oliver Street. Do you have a job? You said the sacred word, Frank, which is street, so you just won 50 easy dollars, and you is 50 for you. Thank you, Gretchen. What kind of a job do you have, uh, Frank? I have my own cabaret and a big joint. Uh, would you give me that again? I... You say you had a ham on rye and a bear joint? <laughs> and a bear joint. Do you do anything else besides operate this bear joint? Well, I got some business in Mexicali, in Mexico. Selling lots and renting houses and collect the rents. But three or four days in a week, another three or four days in the week, I come to El Centro and do the same thing, collect the rents. Mm-hmm. You're a landlord, huh? Well, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. What's the other part of it? Uh? Well, singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Frank, you say you've been married four times, is that right? Yes, sir. Now, Linda's managed eight children out of four marriages. How about you? How many children do you have around the house? Seventeen. <laughs> now, just a moment. You have 17 children? Yes, sir. Well, what else is new, Frank? Uh, <laughs> 17 children. Is this all true? And they all live at your house? Yes, from my first wife. Uh-uh. You mean uh, there are more children? Yes, sir. Well, how many did you have by your third wife? Nineteen. Are you, you sure you haven't got a pencil on you? Well, no, I lost it. Sir. Seventeen and nineteen. That's thirty-six children. That's not bad for a, you know, for third wives, thirty-six children. That makes thirty-six children for two marriages. This is true, Frank. Huh? That's right. I'm afraid to ask him about the other marriage. <laughs> Frank, uh, what is the total? How many children do you have all together? Fifty-three. <laughs> this hasn't been an easy night for me. <laughs> I mean, this is astonishing. Can you prove this, Frank? Yes, I can prove it. You can, huh? Okay, prove it. Name all fifty-three children. Or do you just brand them? Well, Marina? Marina. Manion? Raul? Raul, should you say? Raul. Raul? Raul, yeah. Raul? Yeah. <laughs> Cruz? Aurelio? Haven't you got any ponchos? Yes, I have two ponchos. Two ponchos. <laughs> two ponchos, you know, equals one Linda. And, uh, South of the Rio Grande. Never mind, Frank. I, this is only a half-hour show and 53 children. I, I'm exhausted. I'll take your word for the rest of it. Well, you're a remarkable people, and it's been an experience talking to you. You're a credit to the Mexican government. Are you an American citizen? Yes, sir. I suppose, yeah. I hope you both will. You're a credit to both countries. And to Canada, too. <laughs> and a good section of Central and South America. And you can... Put part of Metal Europa in there, too. Okay, now let's play You Bet Your Life. George, uh, George! George, uh, what category have they chosen? Uh, food and cooking. Uh, well, would you explain the rules? All right. 
The idea is to win $500. And uh, if you win $500, you get a chance at the big money later. I hope. And no matter how much you win, you keep. Mm, that's what I was going now, to say. Now, yeah. e- these are the easiest. <laughs> well, look, I don't, wa- I don't want to take your living out of your mouth. Huh? <laughs> you get four chances uh, to earn the $500. If you do, you can come back later and run your winnings up to into perhaps $10,000. And I think it'd be good if you could. You're happy now? Yes. <laughs> what kind do you want first, uh, Linda? Do you want an easy one or a hard one? What do you want first? Well, what do you think? Yeah. The bonus? Okay, let's take a blue one. Two hundred dollars? Two hundred? What is the principal ingredient of Hasenpfeffer? Uh, rabbit. Rabbit is right. You have two hundred dollars. All you have to get is three hundred more and you'll have a chance of ten. Pick one for, for Linda. A pink one for girls this time. This is $300 you're going for. This will, uh, this will do it if you get it. What are hominy grits made of? H-O-M-I-N-Y. Uh, bacon hide. Uh, pig, pig hide. After that, you'll have to hide, Linda. It's made out of corn. Corn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you still have your... Uh, well, you have two more chances to... Uh, win it up, get it up to, to get five now. 500. You have 200 right now. Come on. Another pink one. Another pink one. What is the French time used for coffee served with hot milk? Coffee or hot milk? Coffee. I'm sorry, that's right. Cafe au lait. Cafe au lait. Well, you have one more question, one more chance. Uh, you have $200. You have to earn 500 to get a chance to come Go back. Go for the big one, Frank. Yes. Let's try another pink one, honey. I just might get it. What is the Italian word for appetizers? You know, the stuff they bring you. <laughs> you know, what they bring you at the beginning of an Italian meal. All that stuff they bring, you know, the different Order. kinds. Huh? Order. Yeah, but what is the Italian word? In every Italian restaurant, they serve this before you get the spaghetti and the meatballs uh, and Dino Martin and all that stuff. Not minestrone. I'm sorry. You should have known this. Antipasta. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. Well, you didn't earn your $500, so that means you won't be back for a chance at the big Well, they got the secret word, didn't they? You got the yes, secret uh, word and $200. Well, he's got $150. That's not too bad. You're yeah, leaving me with so money, and you good bet. luck to your family you know and to your family you and all your husbands you and wives. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see if our first couple can bring their winnings up to $10,000 in just a moment. If you throw paper in the street, you're a litter bug. If you don't keep our beaches neat, you're a litter bug. If you throw litter from your car, a litter bug is what you are. If you throw litter anywhere, street, beach, or in the air, you're a litter bug. I'm Bill Holden, folks, and what I have to say is aimed at me as much as you. We live in a beautiful area. And it's up to us to keep it that way. Keep it clean. Let's face it. If we're not litter bugs, there won't be any litter. So let's work together to make our roads, parks, beaches, and streets the cleanest in the world. It's up to you and me. If you throw paper in the street, you're a litter bug. If you don't keep our beaches neat, you're a litter bug. If you throw litter from your car, a litter bug is what you are. If you throw litter anywhere, street, beach, or in the air, you're a litter bug.
Pamela Jason and Harold Abbott won $500 in the quiz, Groucho, and so they get a chance at the big money. Would you quit them, please? Congratulations. You know, this year, if you win $500 or more in the quiz, you get a, quiz, you get a chance to run your winnings for the night up to two, five, or even $10,000. Are you ready? You pick a number for $10,000. Mm-hmm. You. Um, eight. Three. You pick three for $5,000. Well, if you hit on the other number, you'll win a total of $2,000. I'll give it a spin. Your numbers uh, were three and eight, and it came on seven, so uh, this uh, question is worth $2,000 total if you get it. Are you ready? Yes. Millions of Americans enjoy our national parks every summer. One of the most beautiful of these is uh, Acadia National Park. For $2,000, in what state is Acadia National Park? <laughs> What's the answer? Louisiana. No, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, it's Maine. Sorry, miss, but under our new rules, you still have the $500 you won in the quiz. Congratulations, and thanks Thank for being you. with us. We Thank enjoyed you, having you. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. You Bet Your Life is transcribed in Hollywood. Produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meeker. This is George Fenneman reminding you to tune in again next week, same time, same station, for the one, the only, Groucho. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces around the world. Melanie Kahane and Ben Grauer broadcast decorating wavelengths designed to help you design a more beautiful home tonight on most of these NBC stations. Mm-hmm.